What's up, you guys? It's your girl and I, Ivy, and welcome back to my podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for showing me love, support, rating this podcast, recommending it to other people to listen to and check out. I definitely do appreciate it, as always. Today's episode is going to be about my pregnancy journey. Um, I'm basically going to talk about a few things concerning that topic as far as stepping into motherhood and um, just, you know, balancing everything out because, um, yeah, it's totally different. It's totally different. So anyways, um, if you guys are interested, stay tuned. We're not dealing with no negative shit, period. All right? If you got a group of people that you call your friends and shit and they're not supportive, fuck them hoes. Okay, so I know a lot of you guys want to know... <laughs> you guys want to know about my pregnancy journey so far. And um I'm trying to think where do I want to begin? Um I guess I'll start when I found out I was pregnant. Um when I found out I was pregnant, I was I wasn't shocked at all obviously cuz I knew how <laughs> we got here. <laughs> um but I was very excited. I wasn't nervous. Um I wasn't scared. You know, I think that I'm mature enough to be a parent and um I'm excited because I'm stepping into motherhood. I am a Cancer for those who do not know my astrology sign, but we are natural when I say natural, we are natural caretakers um, and givers. So I know that I will make an amazing mother. It's in me, not on me. And um, yeah, I just was super excited when I found I was pregnant. I remember telling my dad, and I think me telling my dad was the most precious. Um, it was so funny because our conversation, we were just talking and he was telling me like, his coworkers at work are grandparents, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, one day maybe, hopefully, Anaya will adopt." I was like, "Damn, <laughs> not adopt." I felt like my dad had no no hope for me. Um, I think because I never really spoke about children or having children with my dad, but it never was like, "Oh, I don't want kids." It never gave that. Um, however, I think that. Um, a lot of people fail to realize most millennials aren't having children until 30, okay? Um, a lot of us want to fucking live our lives, make money, and have fun. You know, we're not trying to run after kids all fucking day, and we're like 25, and we want to go outside and hang out with our friends. So, um, you know, we get judged by older generations when they're like, oh, when are you having kids? When I'm fucking ready, you know? My parents had me in their early 20s. I never wanted to have children that young. So, you know, I think that <laughs> to be respectful is to understand, like, everybody doesn't want the same things out of life. Everybody doesn't want to be a young parent. Everybody doesn't want to be a young mom. Everybody doesn't want to be a young dad. You know what I mean? Um, some of us want to be mature. Some of us want to heal. Some of us want to be financially stable. Some of us actually want to be in love. <laughs> so when my dad said that and I told him it was so precious because like I said, when he said that, I was shocked that he said that. I was like, what the fuck? Adam? But, um, when I said, well, you don't have to worry about that because I'm pregnant. It was such a cute conversation. And, um, I think telling him was my favorite, like out of telling, you know, my friends and family and stuff, telling my dad was so cute because he was like, Oh, Anaya, really? And I'm my dad's only child, by the way. So, you know, um, me being the only child and 
making my dad a grandfather. It's, it was very cute. It was such a beautiful moment. Um, I wish I would have told him in person, me and my dad, we don't live in the same state, but, um, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. So yeah, when I first found out I was pregnant, I was super excited, super happy. And, um, you know, I just mentally went into like, okay, get ready mode, <laughs> you know, um, I'm very honored and I feel such this sense of responsibility of you will be responsible for a little girl and the way she thinks, feels, and, you know, it, it feels important. I feel like I have a new job now, you know, a new job title and motherhood is a job that doesn't pay. It's rewarding. However, it doesn't pay. And um, I think stepping into motherhood, I have acknowledged and learned from a distance how amazing it is to mentally prepare yourself to step into motherhood. Um, no, no woman's pregnancy and experience is the same. And um, once I made the announcement, everybody was completely shocked that I announced I was pregnant. I am a private person. However, I'm also an open book in a sense. So for me personally, I felt like a lot of people really don't share their pregnancy experience. A lot of people don't talk about, um, I don't know, it's almost like taboo in a sense, meaning like I was looking for people that were pregnant and see what they were talking about. And it's just super glamorized, obviously. And I think that it's a sensitive, touchy topic. You know, people were really shocked when I posted it because a lot of people don't share they're pregnant for whatever reasons. That could be for health reasons, personal reasons. Um, most people share like after their child is born and they're like, oh, I had a kid. You know, for me personally, I was very happy and very proud and I wanted the whole world to know. <laughs> you know, um, I wanted the whole motherfucking world to know I was carrying a beautiful life inside of me. But also too, um, I think it's important to share things, you know, like as a pregnant woman who's a first time mom and I'm looking for things online, I'm looking for stories, I'm looking for a connection, I'm looking for someone to make sense of my body changes and how I'm feeling and what I'm going through. There wasn't really much out there. And I think that it's important for pregnant women and moms to be, to have a community and a safe space to express and not trauma bond, but more so just to enlighten one another on, you know, motherhood, what to expect. And I was looking for that and I couldn't fucking find it, <laughs> you know? So you see women who, especially like influencers and business owners, you see them glorify the pregnancy. And, um, I wanted to be more vocal on my podcast about it. So this is my moment. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about compassion and how being pregnant in my first trimester, that was something that I learned that a lot of people lack when it comes to women who are pregnant. That can be from your partner, that can be from your friends, and that can be from your family. I think that a lot of people look at pregnancy like it's no big deal. Like, oh, she's pregnant. She's having a baby. Whoop-de-whoop, wop-wop. And it's like, no, that's really life-changing. That's major. That's serious. And I think a lot of people just act like it's it's no biggie, especially women like myself who are very strong, who are very... um just strong. Like, I don't even know another word to use. And I think that they feel like, oh, she doesn't need compassion. She doesn't need, you know, sympathy. It's like, no, bitch, I do. <laughs> I'm still a woman. Dur -dur -dur -dur. 
And I think that, um, you know, what was so frustrating was trying to explain to a man my emotions, what my body was going through, how I was feeling. It was so, so frustrating because there was a disconnect. And it's so important to have someone, especially the opposite sex, that is emotionally mature, like mature enough to understand and learn a woman's body, especially while being pregnant. And you know, the the mood swings, the hormones and the body changes and, you know, everything. I think that there's some men that don't realize a woman is pregnant until she's visibly showing, which is so ignorant, <laughs> you know, um, and it's just lack of knowledge, I feel. But there there's women who are married and they have to explain to their husbands this and this and that. There's women who are dating in relationships. There's women that have to constantly explain to a man what it is. And I feel like a man should want to learn and understand his woman, especially when she's pregnant. I feel like that's so important. But um for me personally, it was a it was a frustration trying to have someone understand and comprehend what the fuck I'm going through as a woman. And there's always gonna be a disconnect because we are the opposite sex but it was frustrating I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it was like easy breezy it wasn't it was like what the fuck <laughs> like nigga I'm pregnant the fuck like you know and I again I go back to saying I think that what it is is that men if they feel like that you're not physically showing it's like you're not going through anything my first trimester I was exhausted I was tired I was sleepy I was um, nauseous. I was had I had morning sickness. Certain smells made me throw up. And you know, when you have these symptoms and you're trying to explain to somebody, they're like, "Don't get it." And I think it's so important to have compassion and patience and understanding when a woman is pregnant because you're feeling something and you feel alone in a sense like, damn, nobody can relate to how I'm feeling, you know? Um, even like my friends and family, same thing. It's like, you know, where's the compassion? Like people want to argue with you, fight, make a point, you know? And it's just like, bro, I'm pregnant and I need to be at peace, peace. You should be rubbing my feet, asking me what I need and what I want. Like creating life is so precious. And I hate that people treat it like it's very regular and very like, like a woman is literally going through major changes physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally changes for the next nine months. And that's not something that should be taken lightly, but more delicately. You know, a woman is more fragile during this time. Because her emotions is is at an all time high, and it needs to be compassion. Like what you say, how you say it, is it that fucking deep to bring up? You know, like <laughs> and and sometimes pregnant women could we we can cry quickly, we can be snappy because we're feeling all types of different feelings, and um, that's one thing I will say that I learned is that people really lack compassion for pregnant women. Again, everybody pregnancy is totally different. However, I think that, you know, it needs to be discussed more. There needs to be more open conversations about how men should be able to have compassion for women while they're pregnant. 
you know, friends and family should have compassion, not calling a pregnant woman, stressing her out, not having her worry. You know, it's something that I've noticed. I, again, I feel like people just treat it like it's regular. It's not. It's really not. It is the most powerful thing creating and bringing life into this world. And a woman's mental health and peace of mind is so important and priceless. And again, I don't think that a lot of people take that in consideration. People are very selfish. People be me, 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 I, I, I. And it's almost like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, um, one thing I will say outside of like being misunderstood and trying to explain my symptoms and things like that. I've enjoyed pregnancy so far. I'm in a very great space mentally. I'm happy. I'm at peace. I'm not stressed out. Um, I'm in my second trimester, which is nothing like the first one. Um, I feel my baby move. She's getting bigger. And it's just very exciting. It is a feeling that being a woman and carrying life, it's beautiful. It really is. It's something that... I'm happy I waited to experience and um, how do I say this? And it's just, it's a connection that is divine. It really is. It's beautiful to be a woman embracing your femininity and, you know, to, to glow. Like I have this sense of glow and inner strength that I didn't even know I had. Like mentally I am strong, but being pregnant and carrying this life has made me 20 times stronger. And a lot of things that would bother me doesn't bother me anymore. I don't know. It's it's so weird. If anybody um, can relate, you know, I would love to know. But it's an inner strength that I've never felt before. Like, you just get into this I'm a mommy mode. <laughs> but um, overall, I'm in a great, happy place. I sing to her. I rub my stomach and um, read books. And I'm just excited to really step into this new chapter in my life and embrace motherhood and balance out my life when it comes to relationships and um, work and career and you know, being a mom, I know it's not going to be easy, but I'm mature and I'm not a young little girl in her early 20s, you know, um, trying to figure it out. And I know I briefly spoke about that. Like, you know, I think there's certain questions we do not need to ask pregnant women, like how far along, when are they due, um, what's the baby's name, um, just certain things, like as much as it may seem innocent, it's almost in, like, it's like, girl, mind your business. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other questions. Um, oh, wow. You're gaining weight. I remember when I was, pre I think a lot of people, when we talk about pregnancy, there's always trauma bonding, like pregnant women. We do not want to hear your negative experiences. You know what I mean? Like, Girl, you better get sleep now because you're going to be tired. Like, don't nobody want to hear that shit. You know what I mean? Like, do not, do not project your pregnancy motherhood experiences onto me. Because what that causes is for someone to subconsciously be anxious to wait for that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, ugh. So I appreciate all the women that did message me. And gave me uplifting, encouraging words. And they didn't trauma bond. They didn't project their experiences onto me. But it was more so like, you know, purchase this, get this, handle this. And that was it. And I appreciated that. You know what I mean? Like, you do not want to scare women with your fucking horror stories about 
shit ripping. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, you know, that's another thing that needs to be discussed. You know, while still seeking and searching for motherhood uh, community, we also need to be mindful of what we are sharing because we are not trying to traumatize the new mommies to be, okay? <laughs> but overall, it's been a beautiful journey so far. I'm super excited. Um, I'm in great spirits. I'm happy. And again, people don't realize that everything a pregnant woman feels, this child feels, this baby feels. And it's important to not stress, not argue, not fight, not belittle, not, you know, bother pregnant women. I really think it should be illegal because what? You know, like having compassion, being intentional, being fucking mindful about what you do and how you handle a pregnant woman is so important. This is why I said it takes a really mature, especially when we talk about partner, it takes a mature man to 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 do that, you know, and mature friends and family members and things like that. Because, man, people will try to stress you out. And it's like, mm-mm, I can't do it. I'm pregnant. <laughs> you know, I want my babies to be happy and have happy thoughts. Uh, we don't need the, the the extra bullshit, to be honest. But again, I really, I will say what I've noticed is that people do lack compassion for pregnant women. And I don't give a fuck what nobody's saying. This episode is sponsored by, well, it could have been you. Well, it should be you. Do you have a brand, a business, or offer a service, and you're looking for more exposure outside of the typical Instagram promo? Well, with podcasts, a podcast ad is perfect for listeners and thousands of people to hear about your business. If you are interested in my personal ad space on the podcast, you guys can send a professional business email to style at gmail.com. It will be 30 seconds and you guys will be able to tell me what you guys want me to say for the ad and it will be placed just like this in a podcast episode. So yeah, take advantage. So as you guys know, on this podcast, I do like to pull a card um, that could be an oracle card, that could be a tarot card, that can be um, an affirmation card. So today I want to see what the energy is. We are now in September. It is Virgo season. Also, too, I'm so excited that the weather is changing and I'm ready for fall because it's my favorite season. So um, let's see what the energy is currently. Also, to Mercury retrograde, all the planets was like, girl, doing the electric slide. So, <laughs> um, I'm just ready for um, everything to just be normal. <laughs> so, the card that came out is Movement, Choices, and Decisions. And the card is red. And I want to kind of break down the numerology and color first before getting into what that card actually represents and means. So, darling, let's get into it. So, um, the card being red, the color red represents, um, it symbolizes passion, temper, strength, survival, hard work, leadership. Red is also associated with the root chakra, which is the most important chakra and it's the, has to do with our feet being grounded. Um, so I think that this will help make choices and decisions. Many of us will be making 
uh, different type of choices. Some of you guys may be moving. Your lease may be up. You may be moving on from a connection or a relationship, uh, moving physically, being more active. Because this card also says movement, choices, and decisions. And um, the number that's on this card is the number two. Two represents balance, partnership, choices, reflection. So I feel like the moment right now for September and whenever time you hear this is to make some choices, you know, really reevaluate what it is that you're doing. Is it working for you? Is it not working for you? Um, we are constantly always making decisions and choices every day, whether we know it or not. But this is a time for you to be more intentional and, um, you know, think clearly. Don't think emotionally. Don't make decisions when you're upset. Um, and just have being a good, <clears throat> be in a good space and, um, have some clarity about what is your next choice? What is your next move? You know, is this going to elevate? Is this going to make you more money? Is this going to make you happy? So that's the energy that I'm picking up right now is movement choices and decisions. And, um, yeah. So as you guys know, or if you may be a new listener here, we do Girl Talk on this podcast, and um, we are going to get into some things, honey. If you guys would like to have your email read on this podcast, you guys can subject it, Girl Talk, keep it anonymous, include your age, and get straight to the mother point, okay? Because some of y'all be sending emails, and I'll be like, girl... What do you want to know? <laughs> you didn't tell me everything. So just be mindful when you're sending an email, like make it to where I answer your question and give you the advice you're looking for because your email may help someone else out. So let's just jump into this one. This one says, hey, sis, I just want to say I appreciate your girl talk and truly appreciate um, you inspiring us as black girls. Thanks, babes. So this email says, my concern is with my boyfriend of seven years. We started dating when we were in high school. I am 23 and he is 25. We took each other's virginity two years ago. The thing is, he has a very small package. Most of the time, I am not satisfied with him. So I do fake it in the bed to get it over with. Yikes. Therefore, I want to satisfy myself when I am home alone. I, I hate to put it out like this, but I am young and I want to experience other sizes and possibly a female. However, I don't want to, I do want to spend my life with this man and I feel like he is going to t propose to me soon. He isn't as affectionate as I am, not even a little. I feel like I shouldn't have to demand my man to hold me at night, kiss on me, touch me. It seems like I am clingy because I am the only one that hugs and kisses and want to hold him at night. It's crazy because we can go weeks without kissing if it was up to him. Girl, I love this man and I know he loves me. I wouldn't question his love for me, but I don't know what I should do. I told myself maybe affection just isn't his love language of his. How should I tell him I want to be pleased more? Am I wrong for wanting to experience other people before making a lifetime commitment? Um, <clears throat> okay, this is a lot to unpack. You're 23 years old. You're still young. Like, you know, you're still young. I would definitely, communication is key. So I would definitely have a conversation with him as far as like, damn boyfriend of seven years. I mean, you guys are young though, but 
I would definitely have a conversation with him and let him know like, hey, this is what I'm looking for and needing. These are my needs and I want my needs to be met. I am a woman. You know, I hate that society makes women feel wrong for being sexual because uh, who the fuck are these men having sex with? <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, <laughs> I would definitely have a conversation with him a mature conversation and let him know like, you know, I need you to beat this pussy out the frame. No. <laughs> but you know, you, you, you want to be vocal. You do not want to be quiet because you have to be satisfied. You want to be happy with your sex life, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't want to say nothing else, <laughs> but that's my advice. Have a conversation, let him know. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being young and being in love and things like that. However, um, if you're curious and you want to explore, girl, you're gonna, you're, you don't want to be married cheating and having something on the side. You know what I mean? Like, so that's something that you have to come to terms with. However, that it just needs to be have a conversation. You have to be honest with yourself about what it is that you want, and not think about this connection and how the other person feels. You know, sometimes when we make decisions, we're constantly thinking about, oh, how does my person feel? Sometimes you have to remove them out of the equation and think about you and how you feel. And once you've come to that decision, then you can include them and then make a, you know, conscious decision collectively for the bigger picture. However, um, a conversation definitely needs to be said. All right, so let's get into this next email. This one says, hey, Anaya, I want to start off by saying I'm so glad you're back to doing a podcast. We miss you, girl. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but anyway, she says, okay, so I'm 25 and will be 26 in a couple of weeks. I am a Virgo. Okay, so girl, I need your help. I'm about to be 26 and still haven't been intimate with a man. Low key, I'm embarrassed because I think I'm at the age where I no longer... It's no longer like, oh, that's cute to now it's like, okay, what's wrong with you? I don't really care what people think because we all have to live our own lives. But at the same time, I know it's people who may think it's weird. So what am I waiting on? It's not marriage, laughing my ass off. That sounds so bad, but it's just the truth. I just want to know that the person I do it with actually likes and cares about me. I know some people think it's no big deal, but how can something that create life not be a big deal? At least that's how I look at it. On the other hand, I don't want to still be here at 30. I still say when I was in college, I was getting attention from men and I was not used to that. And it kind of still, hold on, it's still kind of weird to me. So I shy away or act extremely nervous. I can't help it. But now that I'm almost 26, it's like, how do I become more confident with this? How do I deal with people reactions if we make it to that point? I know maybe I'm overthinking it. I did say I was a Virgo, LOL. Any advice will be much appreciated. Um, My advice to you is... Don't rush it. You know, we live in a society where everything is overly sexualized. Like, people think it's cute fucking at 14. You know what I mean? Like, that's young as hell. I be really thinking, like, bitch, I know your pussy stretched out. <laughs> and you're not even 25 yet. But <laughs> I'm really joking, y'all. But I say all that to say, like, you cannot compare um, where you are and your morals. 
you know, stand firm on your morals. You want to have sex with somebody and you want to lose your virginity to someone who actually loves and cares about you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? You don't have to put an age limit and say, oh, I don't want to be this age. No, you, we, have, we have to start normalizing not having sex so fucking young because sex is sacred. It is spiritual. It is not something that you want to do with just anyone and everyone. And I think that uh, society makes everything sexualized. Look at our music. Look at these celebrities. Everything is sexualized. So it, it, it has pressure on young women, especially like you, that feel like, oh, I just need to get it over with. No, <laughs> we need to hold sex more sacred. And, you know, and I think it's beautiful. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I think it's beautiful that you want to save yourself for someone that genuinely cares about you. We live in a generation where it's a hookup culture. People fuck people. They have soul ties. They move on. You know, they, they create life with each other, then act like they don't exist. It's scary out here. Outside is fucking scary, you guys. So, you know, I think that you wanting to experience that and your reasoning, stand firm on that, sweetheart. And don't change that because of society or your age. You want to find someone that is going to love, respect you, and cherish you. And to be honest, that might be till marriage. You never know. We don't know. You don't, I mean, not we, but you never know. You know what I mean? But you do want to stand firm on your morals and, and your boundaries. And that's just it. You don't have to bend for nobody. You don't have to bend for society. You don't have to bend because of your age. If this is a decision that you've made for yourself, Stand firm on that. And when you meet someone, you'll feel the vibes whether or not it's going to give that. And take your time. Take your time because, again, sex is very sacred. And it's also an exchange of energy between two people. So you want to make sure that when you are having sex with someone, that their energy and vibration feels good to your spirit. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's just my advice, sweetheart. Like, don't let society rush you into fucking these dirty little boys. (laughs) All right, so let's get into the next girl talk. She says, I recently, I literally, that's not what she said. (laughs) Anyways, I recently started dating this guy. I have not been sexual with him as of yet because I feel it's way too soon. He's 11 years older than me. He has twins and ended the relationship with the mother of his child because he said he feels like he's stagnant with her. I'm 29, by the way. Side note, anything a nigga tells you about why he and the related girl, take it with a grain of salt. Half of that shit be bullshit. (laughs) Okay? Anyways, he left the house to her and the kids. Did he really leave the house to her or did she kick his ass out? You know, some shit you just gotta like read between the lines, ladies. That's all. Read between the lines. Read between the lines. These niggas be lying. That's all I'm saying. A nigga going to present himself perfect so you can accept him. Remember that, ladies. <laughs> he left the house to her and the kids. He moved in with a friend but was not feeling it and got a new apartment. He sent me the links to the apartments he was viewing and then sent me the video to the apartment he ended up choosing. 
I have brothers. So I told them what was going on. And they're saying he's showing you that he's seriously done. He did ask me to help him set up everything. But I'm just trying to tread lightly because they're, they were together over 10 years. I haven't given any man any attention for almost over a year. I just been to myself. I'm just not trying to play myself. Thanks for taking the time to read this email. Hope you choose this topic. Um, and her question basically was, how do you feel about dating men with children? Do you have a specific age range for the children to be outside of the newborns, of course? When do you feel like it's appropriate to meet the man's child and the mother of the child? Um, okay, so I just want to start off by saying you're 29 years old and he is 11 years older than you, right? And he just got out of a 10-year relationship. Niggas cannot be by themselves. That's number one, okay? Men don't like being by themselves. A woman, she could be by herself. Men, they need something stimulating them. They need their ego boosted. They need to have sex. They need something. They don't give a fuck what it is, <laughs> okay? So with this being said, do not jump into something. Let that nigga heal because you don't want to be just the booty call girl and he's sending you shit. Niggas do these type of things. You know what I mean? Like really fill a nigga out and be cool and be friends and that's it. Because again, he's telling you he, he left the house and stayed with a friend. You don't know how true that is because I, I could read between the bullshit already in this email. Um, how do you feel about dating men with children? I feel like dating men with kids, he has to be mature and have his shit together. Okay? Meaning, is he an active father? Does he have a healthy co-parenting experience and relationship? This sounds very fresh. So, yeah, it would be a red flag for me. Um, do you have specific age range for the children to be? Um, no. However, um, a newborn, a two-year-old, that's a red flag. I don't know. It's too young for me. It's too young. It's too young. Um, when do you feel it's appropriate to meet a man's child? We have to, I feel like I've met a man kid before and I felt it was way too soon. Um, but however, I feel like we have to have some form of establishment as far as us being serious. I think men are very careless by introducing random women to their children because men feel like, oh, this is what comes with me. Here it is. I think women, we're more conscious uh, about introducing a man to a child versus a man introducing his child to a woman because most of these niggas want to help. <laughs> they want you to help out, okay? So um, I feel like you guys should be stabled in a relationship, a committed one, before children are being met because, again, niggas is looking for a bitch to help them out with their kids. He's looking for a potential stepmommy. He's looking for you to watch the kids and he do his thing. So with that being said, I feel like it should be time. You should really, I really say a year, to be honest. Like, I don't want to meet your kid unless I'm going to really be around. You know what I mean? Again, I feel like men and women handle introducing their partner to their children differently. I don't feel like women jump into that. I feel men do. But, um, yeah, that would be my advice to you. Go slow, girl. Ten years is a long time. It ain't nothing for him to backtrack and shit on you and go back to that woman. You know what I mean? And, again, you have to read between the lines of what these men are telling you as to what did not work with their last relationship. That's all. <laughs>